0: This is the Portside Pod, the official podcast of the Stockton Ports. I'm the voice of the Ports, Alex Jensen, and on today's episode, the corporal and boss man of A's Fan Radio join me to discuss what life has been like without baseball, what their show is all about, and much more in part one of a two-part conversation. During these trying times, Chase Chevrolet is still open and here to serve you. With their Easy Pass service, you can shop online and have your new pre-owned vehicle delivered right to your door. Learn more at ChaseChevrolet.com slash I'm sitting right now looking at, uh, well, a beautiful blue sky uh, behind two people that I'm sure a lot of A's fans know. I've got the corporal over here on the right side of my screen and the boss man of A's Fan Radio, uh fellas, if you could, give me a description of where exactly it is you're sitting right now.
1: Well, do,
0: do, do you want a description? Or do you, uh, you know, a picture
1: is worth a thousand yeah, words. I was gonna say, we, we could probably physically show you. Because we got the today. tripod. I don't know if this is familiar to a lot of A's fans, though, but you see behind is Howard Terminal. You got the ferry. I'm going to do a little panorama. You got the ferry. then you and that's Alameda. And this is familiar, too. This is where A's Fan Fest is held right here at Jack London Square next to a Rosenblum uh, wine cellar, man. So, you want to get drunk before a uh, Howard Terminal game in, in year 2024, 20, whenever they're going to get the stadium, uh, got a good spot for you, man.
0: <laughs> if you haven't been down there, and I think, you know, I mean, I know Splash, I know a lot of the Ports folks have been down to A's, fa- or A's Fan Fest uh, every year. But that's like, I mean, like you said, Bossman, like we're hoping this is the new – Headquarters for the Oakland A's because we got the offices right down the street from you as well there in Jacqueline and Square, and uh, you know we, like you said we've got Howard Terminal right behind you. We've got uh, the ferry uh, dock to your right. It looks like where folks from out of town can come in, uh, hopefully catch an A's game in, in a few years. So we're like at the headquarters right now.
1: We're at ground we're at ground zero right now. I mean hopefully ground zero, which Dave Cavill and company are pushing for. But this is it right here, everybody.
0: No doubt. And I do want to get into to Howard Terminal, obviously. And, you know, all of us as, as, uh, as Oaklanders, as Alameda Countyers, how that's going to affect everything. But this has been a tough spring, man. It's been a tough spring, a tough summer. I was supposed to be in my first year with the Stockton Ports. Uh, all of us as A's fans were looking for – I mean, 2020 was really like the year, right? 2020 was the first year ever since the A's brought in Jesus Lazardo and drafted A.J. Puck. And you see Matt Chapman and Matt Olson becoming stars. This was kind of the, the year that everyone was pointing to. So it's been a tough spring and summer without baseball. So how have you guys been holding up during, uh, during this time?
2: It, 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 it's been a trip, honestly, you know, as far as things for me go. I mean, uh, as many people know, um, we did our last show on March 12th, you know, basically right around the time spring training shut down and everything pretty much shut down. And boss and I made the decision at that point, you know what, let's put the show in hibernation. We pretty much have focused on you know taking care of our families, looking out for our loved ones. I have uh, I have obviously an, an elderly father who has a lot of health problems, and he's in that susceptible group that could possibly catch the virus. My mother-in-law's in her seventies, has suffered a, you know stroke and had the uh, stuff that's gone on with her over the last couple of years. So just it's been mainly pretty much you know staying indoors on my end, not trying to go out as much unless you know absolutely you know having to do anything essential. And, you know, just, you know, we're just having to keep in contact with either people over the phone or by using stuff like Zoom, Facebook, things like that, you know. But doing the best you can, obviously, to stay on top of things, follow what has been going on, trying to do our part to keep fans informed on what's happening, you know, even with everything going on and everything. But, yeah, for me, it's been a trip. And I'm pretty sure for my main man over here, it's, you know, been a little bit of an interesting thing to just do as
1: well. Well, yeah, I think. From this standpoint, I understand what you're saying about having um people who are older who have health issues. My grandparents, one's a diabetic, and my grandmother, you know, she had blood clot issues or what have you. And, you know, we had a scare a couple of years ago with her. So she's real apprehensive about anybody, even myself, coming around. I mean, here's a crazy thing. I don't even hug my grandmother when I go over to see her when I bring groceries or take care of them because mm-hmm. she's so paranoid because she doesn't want to, you know, catch whatever, you know, catch yeah. whatever. Oh, y'all, you other know, people that are going to be cleaning here in a minute, though. Uh-oh. h <laughs> H-M
2: Radio exclusive, cleaning in the middle of an interview. But we'll, we'll walk
1: and talk with you at the same time, man. It's no Perfect. problem. Perfect. Yeah, but, but at the same time, um, you know, it's been a weird thing because you're so used to sports. I mean, when you talk about when March, when it happened, you know, we were doing shows talking about spring training. Wondering, you know, the prospects of the year. And we were talking about the Astros and how, you know, much cheaters they are and things of that nature. Well, you know, that time now is, uh, you know, it it seems like as you you hear the train going by, you hear the train going by as we get a little backdrop over here again. But uh, just without sports is such a different thing because as a man, you're used to going home, cracking open one of these things and waiting for the ball game when it comes to late March. And even now, I mean, right now in July, you know, you're in the thick of the summer. You're thinking about, all right, this is usually when the A's make their move, and it's not there. The NBA season uh, didn't happen the way we thought it was going to happen. They're trying to restart it. Uh, well, you know, being a Sharks fan, thank God hockey, because <laughs> it was so bad for the Sharks. Thank God hockey didn't resume. Uh, hasn't resumed yet, or whatever. You know, it's supposed to be. So It's just been a weird time. And then you talk about the job situation. You're looking at 40, 45 million Americans out of a job. A lot of people applying for unemployment. We're seeing the COVID numbers drop and all of a sudden they spiked up after uh, the weather's gotten hot even though somebody said that it was going to change when it got hotter but it didn't. So it's it's a state of confusion because we don't really understand what this COVID thing is and then you had the the protests uh, with the Black Lives Matter and the other thing police brutality. There's just a lot going on in the world and people like us probably just want to get back to normal but I don't know normal is now though because we might not ever get back there
0: you guys hit the nail on the head and uh
1: wondering the last sporting
2: event that i went to before this all happened was an oakland roots game on march 7th so uh just just shows you just you know what everything was like you know just you had that week we still had stuff going on right that's going on just one week later later man
0: unprecedented I mean, i and you guys hit the nail on the head boss, man. I can relate to what you're saying, man, because I go to my parents' house and it's, you know, we can't, I haven't hugged my parents since early March uh, since, you know, just after I came back from spring training when we didn't know exactly. And it's cool because I'm looking at you guys and obviously you're at Howard terminal, but I've, this whole thing and, and putting this into perspective, I've really been proud to be an Oakland or a Bay area native because I'm looking at both of you guys. You're both wearing your masks. People are social distancing. It just feels like in our area, especially, um, you know, all Northern California, people have taken this seriously. And, you know, there's only so much you can do to a certain extent, it seems like, because numbers are starting to spike in some places. But it just makes me proud to be, you know, an Oaklander, a Bay Area native, a Northern California native. We're tying it back to, you know, Stockton and the ports. Um, And and it kind of puts sports in perspective. I I thought Sean Doolittle, former A, had a former port, had a great – uh, quote the other day when he said, you know, sports are a functioning, uh, you know, a reward for a functioning society. And, you know, I, I I completely hear you guys where it's almost like, you know, it doesn't feel like we're there right now.
2: So well, we both have been, honestly, and I mean, these people that have followed the show know us real well, that quite honestly, both of us are in favor of nothing going on at all. It's just, we feel it's just not, you know, just too much of a risk to the players involved all the personnel that it's going to take to do this because we're not at the level yet that I feel we're safe enough to, to move forward with this at the same time, though, I understand, you know, especially with a lot of the friends we hit that we know in the ACE front office, many of which unfortunately are furloughed at the moment, they right. got to do something in order to get those guys paid. Cause I think the one thing a lot of people don't realize it's not just the players that, you know, have to get paid or the owners got to get paid. You got to pay the, the front office personnel. You got to pay the Browns crew employees, you know, all that stuff so it's like it's unfortunately it's a double-edged sword that like it's really hard to figure out you know the angle to approach it at
0: yeah not to mention all the folks that work at the Coliseum you know uh, people taking uh you know cash for parking people serving hot dogs you know all, all of that I mean it's just and you guys mentioned the unemployment numbers you know um it's just uh it puts everything into perspective uh but that's why I like doing this show is because we can kind of suspend reality for a little bit. We certainly have to talk about it because it, it has to do with reality in baseball and in life right now. But that's, that's why I like doing this show. It returns us to a sense of normalcy. Uh, so I appreciate you guys coming on.
1: No problem. Thank you for having us, please. We, we really appreciate this, you know, underground, kind of organic type of things. We like to be involved in. I mean, uh, that's been pretty much why I got involved with the show and, uh mm-hmm. 2013 when I jumped in because my cousin actually who's an architect was trying to pitch an idea to the city and we're trying to the A's over by kind of down a little bit uh, south of Jack London where uh, Estuary Park is at where Brooklyn Basin is being built yeah. he tried to pitch an idea and you can see some elements of his idea are, are in the design of Howard Turner that's my cousin Deshaun Dixon so he was doing an interview with Keith and I just happened to be there live Felita and I just kind of jumped in and then I asked him at the end, Hey man, can I just jump in sometimes? And he was like, sure. So that's kind of how I just, it's by chance, how I jumped on to being on with the show because, you know, even though I consider myself a veteran, I'm not a super veteran like him. He understands <laughs> the mouth of the show. When I come in, I'm, you know, the big mouth, if you will, of the show. <laughs> if you are, I'm, I'm no holes bar. I'm a little rough around the edges at times, but you know, That's my stick, though, man. I mean, people heard me calling on the radio and being on other shows. That's my thing. I'm a a little with it. But at the same time, I I love this area just like you. Um, I'm real prideful about this area, and especially about things that are related to the East Bay. Pissed about the Raiders leaving. Absolutely incensed about the Warriors going over there because we're not big fans of stuff over there. And, you know, so with the A's being one of the last two bastions here of pride, or civic pride in Oakland, in the East Bay, you know, it's near and dear to my heart. So that's kind of why I really joined on because it needs to be a voice for the people. I mean, it can't always be the suit and tie and proper guys. More fans are like me, rough and raw oh. and, and like to drink this, you know. <laughs> they just like
2: <laughs> Oh, yeah, and, you know, it, it's pretty much a, a similar thing for me. You know, I I spent, you know, the majority of life I was born and raised in, in San Leandro, but when uh, my family – immigrated over here from uh portugal after or prior to world war one excuse me they set up shop right here in oaktown my grandmother she grew up over on 75th avenue my grandfather he grew up over on 69th avenue avenue my family basically grew up in what we all know now as the east mm-hmm. uh, pretty much and just you know i've always had that love for the city of oakland because of the family ties you know i've been going to a's games since i was two years old i'm probably one of the few fans from my age group that can actually say I remember the Coliseum before Mount Davis was built. And, you know, that kind of was, you know, a lot of the momentum that fed me into wanting to get involved. And, you know, a little background, not just on myself, but obviously on uh, age Fan Radio as well. show came together, started in 2003. It was the brainchild of uh, some mutual friend of ours, Chris Dobbins and Francis Brooks, who both uh, went to college together at UC Berkeley, and it was a spinoff basically of a similar show called Raider Fan Radio that uh, our broadcasting mentors, Raider Rob, Blackwell, Steph, and a whole bunch of other cats did. And, you know, they started doing that in 2003. I initially was brought on board as like a fill-in host and a guest um, that first year. And then I kind of permanently joined the cast full-time in 2004. Show went into a little bit of a hiatus after 2007. Everyone kind of likes to blame me for that because I joined the Marine Corps in 2007. And then um, after I got out of the Marine Corps in 2011, I brought the show back from its four-year hiatus, took over as the producer with uh, Chris and Francis' Blessing, and uh, pretty much have been running amok on the Internet ever since. And as Boss mentioned, he joined the show in 2013, and that's when we formed what um, everybody refers to as Internet Radio's most dynamic duo. <laughs>
0: It's the perfect time to purchase a new car today at Chase Chevrolet. Take advantage now of model year end inventory reduction prices and supplier pricing on select 2019 vehicles. You can always count on Chase Chevrolet for the best prices, best service, and easiest car buying experience. And now, back to our episode. The, the Corporal, Keith Salmonen, right? Is that how I pronounce your last name? Correct. Right. And, and right. the boss man from Ace Fan Radio. You can find all their stuff at acefanradio.com. I'm glad you guys got into a little bit of the history because that's where I wanted to go next. Um, so, after that breakdown, how is this show uh, and how is this kind of movement, I guess, how has it evolved over the years? Uh, and, Corporal, by the way, thank you for your service. I think that's great. Um, you know, so how, you know, after you came back in 2011, how has it evolved you know, into this? into where it is now because you have things like Twitter and Facebook. I mean, you know, all of this helps you, you know, th- those are great platforms for people like us because uh, it helps us promote what we're doing for free basically. So how, how is, how is Ace Fan Radio and what you guys do evolved over the years?
2: Pretty much, you know, initially, like when we first started off doing the, doing the show back in 2003, that was way back like in the early, like I guess you could say the early stone age of podcasting pretty much at that point. So mm-hmm. there wasn't really as much social media involved back then. The focus was really more just getting the recordings up and all that. But, you know, obviously with coming back in 2011, even in the four years that I was in the Marine Corps, technology and everything had just jumped so quickly, even in that short span. They, you know, you just had to adapt to so much, It's just so much more about just doing a show. You had to, you know, have a Twitter, have a Facebook, have so many different outlets and ways that, you know, you can reach your listeners and your listeners can reach back to you. And also the other thing that pretty much had happened at that, at that point as well, when I brought it back that Francis and Chris kind of, you know, envisioned early on from 2003 to 2007 is it got to the point where, Back then, we kind of, it took like three or four people to run the show, you know, big, you know, big, huge computer, old school hard drive, big 20, 30 channel soundboard, where now it's only, you know, one person could do it with just a laptop, a little a laptop, digital soundboard and a whole bunch of other things. So the technology advances definitely helped out a lot. You know, when we came back, we initially had the show on Ustream, but then after IBM bought out Ustream we started having issues broadcasting, you know, just the broadcast would start cutting out and whatnot. So we've been over on uh, on Twitch now for basically last year and a half, two years now. And I guess the way you we, you can describe the show is, you know, it's, it's pretty much just, it's a podcast, but I would call it a visual podcast because we have the audio in there with us talking. And then usually we have like, you know, some sort of a visual up on the screen. Like let's say like a re- recap in a series matchup, we'll have the logo matchups on there or if mm-hmm. we're talking about Park. we we'll have the renderings up there, pictures from recent meetings, and any other you know stuff as that. And I mean, obviously, besides ZAs, we also try to cover cover other events. You know, local sports. Uh, we do a little Cal recap on there because you know both of us are Cal fans. We're veterans of Tightwad Hill. I'm the current sitting governor of Tightwad Hill. I was gonna
0: say, man, uh, I saw the Tightwad Hill references on your website. I've never sat up there. You know, I've been to, a, obviously, a handful of Cal games growing up in the East Bay. But that that's awesome. Tightwad Hill is one of those things, like, that is so college football. You know, oh, that's yeah. do, specific do, do, to do, Cal. Do, it's it, really cool. It,
2: it, it, it's definitely a bucket list item, regardless what level of sports fan you are. And, like, as you know, I, I tell people all the time, even if they're not a Cal football fan, they should go and check it out. But, yeah, we'll, we'll cover stuff, what's going on, like, with Cal football, Cal baseball, and other stuff, cover and recap what's going on with the Roots. We obviously at one time used to cover the Warriors and the team we now refer to as the Traitors, but with them not being in Oakland anymore, obviously we don't recap Ben anymore. And then obviously other stuff will come up as too, you know, that we'll talk about. Like I'll do a movie review every now and then. He'll have some random stuff he'll want to bring up every now and then. And, you know, definitely the one thing I always like actually looking forward to our show is when my man here does his final thought because he always has some pretty interesting tidbits (laughs) to tell people.
1: As far as just kind of piggybacking off what Keith just said, the uh, evolution of the show with us being out on the social media platforms it has allowed us to be on other fan podcasts from different teams. I mean, there's been the Rangers, been the uh, also we have uh, uh, friends up in Seattle, I, the the hated Angels. You know, we got the the SoCal no Cal rivalry with that, but I got to be on uh, shows with Angels fans. So, I mean, mm-hmm. that there is, is kind of what the goal is is to kind of reach out and touch other people who are kind of doing this because as I said. We're not the corporate guys or whatever, you know, the, the suits, the guys. Obviously, me and Keith haven't seen a razor in a minute. So, I mean, you know, <laughs> <laughs> we're not as clean cut as you, Alex. But, I mean. It, I just I can't grow it, man. No, that's not, that's, that's not on either, purpose. So.
0: Trust me. Huh? I just can't grow anything. I just can't grow anything. It's not necessarily on purpose.
1: I, I, I used to take this as a badge of honor. Now I'm like, dude, I wish I still had the baby face when I was 15. This sucks, <laughs> man. Okay? But, but, you know, just going back, I, I think that for me is the biggest thing is that People who follow other teams uh, actually appreciate our work and want us to come on and get our opinions about various things when yeah. it uh, relates to Major League Baseball. I think this is the number one thing, the the evolution of this too, is when you just at A's games, random A's games. Hey, you're a boss man. You do that show, A's Fan Radio. Hey, let me buy you a beer or whatever. Though. Hey, just you know, come up to my box and come hang out and just talk with us and da 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 da, this and that. That there is like the biggest joy for me. Because that's really what we're doing it for—is for the average Joe. Because I'm an average Joe. Uh, I don't keep speak for yourself. I call myself an average Joe.
2: I—I—I well, I, I feel I, I'm an average Joe too. And it's like, like I'm gonna be real. I mean, I, I appreciate, you know, like boss, fans and listeners coming up and greeting us and thanking us for what we do. And but there's a time some game for it happens so much. It's like, man, I kind of miss just being the regular guy. <laughs> where just I'm here to watch the game and stuff. Yeah. And, you know. We, we, we
1: appreciate it, you know, no matter how much my might drive us up the
2: wall sometimes.
1: Yeah, well, it doesn't really drive me up the wall. Well, only time that's drove, driven me up the wall is where a guy, he stopped, he stopped asking about baseball and he started talking about taxes and stuff. I'm like, hey, dude, uh, yeah, no. dude I don't know anything about that stuff, though, dude. I'm like, dude, dude, hey, man, you know, if you're talking about beer, women, you know, in my former life, yeah, I can talk to you about it, but I, I don't got too much else for you,
0: man. Wrong arena. Wrong arena for that stuff wrong <laughs> uh so so talking about the show like i i see you guys have had plenty of uh plenty of guests on dave newhouse ken korak the niece of charlie o finley nancy finley i i tell you what i was just in the hall of fame this past week first time there plenty of good charlie finley stuff in cooperstown uh 10 the guy they call townie mark canna and of course dave cavill the, the kicking it with cavill the three uh, you guys have done uh done three episodes with with the A's president which is I mean, if that doesn't speak to to the new regime, kind of the leadership uh, that the A's have put in place right now, I don't know what does. Do you guys have some favorite episodes you've done, some favorite guests, some favorite moments in the show?
1: Um, woof. Uh, I, I I have to say, for me, because I love all of them, though. I mean, because Tony I mean, I know Townie when I tried out for ninety five seven to gain the little local contest and stuff, though. Townie's great. I love Townie. He's got gift to gab. He's just. Got so much oh, yeah. knowledge, and you just learn so much from a guy like that. And you get to talk to him before A's games when he's over in the treehouse and stuff, though. So he's like, he's a man of the people. Um, if there's one that sticks out to me, it just has to be King Korak. I mean, you listen to King Korak on the radio, I mean, you know, they talk about the voice of God or stuff, but this is one of the voice of, of his top archangels. He, he's Michael, he's the, you know, what I'm saying if Bill King is the man, King Korak is right underneath, though, know, for me, though. Yeah. Uh, just to be able to. to to chop it up with him and just shoot the breeze and then him talk about his career and where he started from, where he is now. The way he talks to you regular, that's how his voice sounds. You know, some people have a, a regular uh, voice and they have their radio voice. No, no, that's how Ken Korak talks regularly. I mean, can you just imagine him saying, hey, babe, could you please go ahead and get me some of that vodka? And, I mean, you can just hear him saying <laughs> That was the biggest thing for me and how eager and how exciting he was. We, we were trying to do introductory stuff and he was like, come on, let's get to baseball. And that was in the, before the 2018 season. And he predicted that the A's were going to be real good and compete for the playoffs. And Ken knows, Ken knows. Yep. Oh yeah. De- de- definitely.
2: The, uh, the time Korak came on the show, definitely sticks out. There was one of my favorite ones. And, uh, definitely big thanks to, and shout out to our friend Jose and his family over at Vito where we normally do A's fan radio act. He went ahead and set it up to let us do things over there uh, for that. But, uh, for me, my, for me, probably my favorite ones would probably be the two times we uh, brought Dave Newhouse on the show. It's just, you know, to have somebody on there who boss, myself, you, and I'm pretty sure many others out there grew up reading, you know, his sports articles constantly on a daily basis. And then to sit there and have him sitting next to you guest hosting on your show, it's just, you know, like a, just another worldly thing and you know i got the chance to meet dave for the first time uh, when he actually did a guest spot on raider fan radio at ricky's many years ago and uh, years later you know through those connections asked him to come on and this was like about a year or two after boss came on the show and boss was definitely huge on wanting to bring him on and you know new house was definitely huge on it he came on and you know dave's followed us on and off since then and, you know i'm probably looking to trying to bring him on again at some point once you know the dust settles down and all this stuff but you know, Dave is very appreciative of what we have done. And, you know, and that's one thing I've loved hearing, you know, from guys like, you know, like Dave Newhouse, Ken Korak, Chris Townsend, and others out there in the media. And even Dave Cobble, hearing feedback from those guys that they're very appreciative of what we're bringing to, to the table, with what we're taking out as far as trying to do things with our show and other stuff.
0: It's important. I mean, it really is that the fans have a voice. You know, and that, like you said, you should use the word organic a while ago. I mean, it's it's an organic deal, right? Uh, but there is no game without the fans. We know that, right? There, there's no major league baseball without the fans, and the fact that you have an, or, something organic that is that has that started, you know, the way that uh, that you guys have kind of raised this thing and grown it. I mean, that's important for. Uh, it's important for, for people that are in positions of power right, or not, maybe not even power, but just influence to understand that movement, right, and to understand uh, and 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 cater to what you guys are trying to do. I mean, it, it really – it's a win-win. It helps everybody.
1: Yes. I mean, when you say organic – actually, I got that from Dave Cavill. He said – he said it to us our first time. He said, I love organic shows like this because he felt this. He told us this in 2017 that this is going to be the future – of just sports, these podcasts, and you look at it now. You got you know Bill Simmons, you got even rappers and singers. Everybody is having a podcast, and you got the old, cast. yeah, and like ninety five seventy game in um K and V R. You know, you know, you know, they're well respected here in the Bay Area. That kind of content is kind of going out because people want to hear something new. I mean, things mm-hmm. evolve in life, and the way how podcasts are now. This is like the wave of the future, you know, that newspapers are done. You know, if you want to – I say this, if I want my news, I go to TMZ. It seems like they're the, they're the most variable, you know, they're the most variable guys out there or whatever whatever that word is. But I'm just saying, and, you know, you look at Twitter, if you want to see – find out the news fast, look at Twitter. People have articles of a myriad of things, though, man. So things are just constantly changing. So to hear Dave Cavill say that, that's that probably – that first time we had him on, we sat in the A's – old office that was probably my second favorite one because you know we were talking about you were saying earlier about kind of this regime kind of change we did I mean Dave Cavill was 41 I think we jumped on Dave Cavill was in college in the 90s Dave Cavill remembers when Tupac was alive Dave Cavill is from the MTV generation versus somebody who previously was running the show who was from like I don't know the Edward Moreau generation you know what I'm saying it's a much different. (laughs) Thing when you have somebody young like that who, when you talk with him like I remember in 2018, I think there was a it was here, it was the A's Fan Fest. I said, Dave, this is good. And you know what he said to me? Yeah, this is real lit, isn't it? I'm like, this is an executive of a major league baseball team talking about it's lit, but talking to slang, but because he understands people and him being engaged in the community like that, that is why you have much more excitement, is, is why you're seeing workers even around here having A's masks and A's hats. Yeah. because you have some new energy infused into this thing. And that's what it's going to take to get this completed over here in the trans, uh, form and transform and transmogrify this whole area.
2: And, and, and it's funny you bring up Hayes' cast, by the way, because uh, during uh, after that, that first interview, the first time we brought Dave on the show, we, like, literally for, like, almost an hour after we recorded that interview, just sat there and, ch- and chopped it up about just so much various different things, you know, the future of the team some of the ideas he had planned for what he wanted to do with this, the new ballpark going forward. And he basically kind of laid out in front of us kind of the early idea for Ace cast during that conversation after the recording. So, you know, it's just, it's just great hearing, you know, the love from not just him, but, you know, but other members of the front office that we've gotten to know as well over the years. You know, that's just great, you know, especially given the fact that when we initially first started doing this show, you know, given the fact that we were pro-keeping the A's in Oakland, because, you know, a lot of people forget, you know, during those early years of us doing A's fan radio, that was during the time that Shot and Hopson were here and they were trying to move to the, Santa Clara.
0: The dark and ages.
2: Came in, and, you know, of course, and initially they try that 66 to Coliseum concept and they try to bolt for Fremont and San Jose at that point. And, you know, it's like, you know, for a while during that first five years that Francis first ran the show and even initially when we came back, we kind of like got blackballed a little bit from the front office because of the fact that we supported keeping the team here. But as time went on, we slowly actually built allies because it slowly turned out we had members of the team's media department that were tuning into and listening to our show back mm-hmm. then. And then that just slowly built up and we started to build relationships with people in the front office. And then just when, when Dave came in, man ground went running with, you know, not just stuff for us, but a lot of the other groups that have been involved with, you know, trying to keep the team here as well. So definitely we appreciate, you know, the energy and, you know, the whole 180 that has, you know, come into that front office since Dave Cabell came in in November. It's just been a, you know, breath of fresh air, as you, myself, boss and others have said over the last couple of years.
0: Well, I think it's important too, and what you guys are are alluding to and talking about is the fact that when Dave Cavill came in, it wasn't just a marketing slogan. It wasn't just, we are rooted in Oakland. I mean, it, it really felt, and it still feels to this day to me, look at the Oakland Zoo. You know, look at what the, the A's are trying to do with the Oakland Zoo. It brings back, you know, memories of the Haas family to me, uh, where they're kind of putting their money where their mouth is. I mean, they, you know, they, they moved their offices to Jack London Square. They are really focused on being in Oakland. And it's, it's funny you bring up, you know, the Lou Wolf, uh, Steve Schott era, because those were the dark ages to me. I remember – you know, if the A's if the A's moved to San Jose, uh, you know, and I was a lifelong A's fan. I've been going A's games at the Coliseum since I can remember uh, with my parents. And uh, I would have I would have had a real struggle with whether I would remain an A's fan if they moved to San Jose. I probably would have in the end. But, I, you know, I, it's just, you know, I, I think we can all I'm relate saying. to this. Right? We can all relate to this. I mean, they are Oakland. The been- are Oakland. The A's are Oakland. They're the last one left in Oakland. And I think it's important that uh, this new regime – and you guys are speaking to that, that this new regime has really put their money where their mouth is in, in terms of not just it being a marketing, a marketing slogan. I mean, they are really making sure that the Oakland community understand. And I, I, what I love about what you guys just said is the fact that, you know, you, you see people wearing A's masks, A's hats. I mean, you see that a lot more now than you did, you know, five, 10 years ago.
1: Yeah. I, I, and you know, another thing too, what I think is key, and I told Dave this look at, who's selling tickets look at who's doing other marketing young people yeah. I mean young people you look at some of the movement the social movement that's been going on young people are at the forefront of it young people are always going to be the people that change I mean somebody like me who's got a family and stuff like I said who's got grades coming out and you know got the beer gut going it's a little bit different for us so the for life a little bit different but when you're 21 22 You just got that, you know, I get up in the morning, I don't have to stretch, you know, before I play basketball. I mean, there's a certain energy when you're in your early 20s that I think Dave Cavill and company and even, you know, uh, since he departed, uh, Chris Giles, they really grabbed hold of that. And that's why you see season ticket sales go up. That's why you've seen the excitement over here for the A's have risen over the last few years because they're doing that. And if they keep going with that momentum and they get this bad boy built here, It's going to change everything for that franchise, everything.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of the Portside Pod. If there are topics or interview subjects you'd like to hear on future episodes, tweet at me at a 86. The Portside Pod is available on Spotify, Apple podcasts, and other platforms as well as at our home anchor.fm slash Stockton ports. You can also visit the ports website at StocktonPorts.com and follow the ports on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and other social media platforms. Until next time, I'm Alex Jensen. Please stay safe and we'll talk to you on the next episode of the Portside Pod.